What a mess. All right, let's rock and roll. What a mess. Episode 123, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is the talent weekend, Trav. We can have a lot to go through as we have a busy Oof. boxing weekend coming up, but we also need to look backwards and talk about this travesty that was Rolly Romero taking on Ismael Barossa uh this past weekend we'll get to that in a second we also got to talk lomachenko devin haney for the undisputed lightweight titles this weekend along with katie taylor and Chantel cameron also earlier in that day super lightweight women's titles undisputed as well but we can travel let's get to this crazy stoppage which i consider a robbery that was roy romero taking on ismail Barroso and Tony Weeks instilling himself as the referee in this matchup in history. Uh, Weekend Trav, I know you're going to drop a reaction video here, uh, you know, uh, right after this podcast, and we'll post that as well on our page. But give us a, a couple of points. Give us a couple of bullet points that your thoughts on this this mess up. When you watch my reaction video. I just want to apologize now. I was very, very passionate as I am about boxing. If you've been following us, you know that I'm passionate about boxing. I was not happy with this stoppage. I was not happy with Tony Weeks. Um, that's just to say the least. I just, I really encourage you to check out our reaction video because I wasn't happy. And, you know, I, I pointed out some certain things, but off the top, nobody was happy with that, especially Weekend Trav. And I... I touch on some other things as well, but I def definitely want you guys to, to try to check that out. It's on our page, Wayne, you know, Travis Hartman YouTube page. Um, it'll be on there, but mainly be money. I want to know what your reaction was. Um, my reaction is this. This is the kind of crap that keeps people away from boxing. Uh, when, when a referee instills his will into a matchup and it's a one-sided matchup, not for the younger Roley Romero at this point, but actually, I wouldn't even call him a journeyman because his record was twenty-four and three and two. I mean, he had yeah. he's forty yeah. years old though, so people consider that just as like they're online. Everyone referencing Barossa as like his grandfather looked like uh, Romero was fighting his grandfather for this. He WP. did look a little older, his face, but maybe he just everybody ages differently. But What's he didn't sad fight is like that, an old man. What's sad is that. Gosh, we can travel. I know how old I am, and I'm older than this guy. Um, but but either way, he's 40 years old. It was for the WBA junior welterweight title, and that's the 140. Roly Romero, uh, uh, last we saw him, he was being knocked out uh, by, by Gervonta Tank Davis. And so he basically is a marketing tool. These are my bullet points of what I think. A marketing tool for the WBA at this point. I think he was gifted this title. I think it's a travesty. I, I think this is a blemish on the sport of boxing, and this is the kind of crap that they need to get away from because when you look at the uh, the judges' scorecards after the fight, the old man, 40-year-old Barroso, was up on all three of the cards, and it was very questionable Weeks's decision to stop this fight in a really awkward time, which Barossa wasn't in trouble. So I'll leave it at that. And it was at the end of a round. I just don't like we can travel. I think it's a it's a nightmare. I think Roy Romero is not very good. I've made myself very clear about that on this program before. And now I think he's definitely a marketing tool with his weird voice. He was a 10 to 1 favorite fighting in Vegas in a fight where he was supposed to win easily. Very interesting, isn't that? <laughs> Put together with what you want with that, but also listen to the reaction video because I go in depth a little bit about it. 
Well, we're going to switch gears then because I don't want to give Roley Romero any more airtime than that. And and truth be told, it's not necessarily his fault, but he stinks. I don't I don't want to look I don't want to see him again. And, and whoever great point though. I touched on that as well. And you're right. This really isn't Roley's fault either. Correct. Correct. He even said after the fight that he he hoped that it would continued on, but you know, he's doing what he has to say because it just stunk. That whole the whole situation stinks, we can drive, stinks to high heaven. I don't like it. But we're gonna go to something that I know boxing fans are looking forward to and now hopefully to basically sweep this mess under the rug and get back to purity. And that is Vasily Lobachenko taking on the champ, Devin Haney. Coming up this Saturday, May 20th at uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena there in Las Vegas. ESPN Plus pay-per-view is how you can catch this. Or if you're in the UK, check it out on Sky Sports. Devin Haney, the undisputed lightweight champ, taking on Lomachenko, who I think he's pretty familiar with those belts too, we can Trav, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, and Devin Haney so. is 29-0 and 0 coming into this fight. Lomachenko 17-2. Uh, let's talk a bit about this. I think you're going to drop a prediction video uh, on Friday about who you think is going to win this thing and how. But let's yes, talk. Sir. Lomachenko, Devin Haney, this Saturday, Las Vegas for all the gold. I want to give everybody a rundown of where those titles have been. Lomachenko owned all four of those titles. He lost them to Tiafoma Lopez who Tiafoma Lopez, in return, lost those to George Cambosis in a massive upset. Devin Haney beats Cambosis on his home soil in Australia, rematches him, defends those titles, still owns those titles. Now he's fighting Lomachenko, who used to be the rightful owner of the 135-pound undisputed title. Can Lomachenko win those back? And the answer is he can, actually. Yeah, I'm can. not. I'm just gonna say my on both sides because okay. I do think he can win. Okay, he's gonna need to be very busy and very smart because I think that he got outworked um, by Tiafoma Lopez when he lost to Tiafoma Lopez. I think he got outworked because when Lomachenko let his hands go against Tiafomo, there was a couple of the middle rounds he dominated Tiafomo. And keep in mind, he was coming Dominated. in with a he was coming in with a shoulder injury too that he didn't tell anybody about until yep. after the fact. He's uh, a warrior. Take, take that he for what fight. it's worth. He's intelligent. He trains his butt off. However, he is going up in weight class by being a one thirty five because he used to campaign as low as one twenty six, even one twenty two, I believe. So, even though he's been at thirty five and owned those titles, I do not think he's the bigger man. And if you watch, he's not. Devin Haney is a little bit bigger, a little bit taller, a little bit longer. However, so I think Lomachenko has to be busy, has to be active, and press the action because Devin Haney likes to fight comfortably, meaning boxing, counterpunching, and moving. Counterpunching and moving. Constantly turning his opponents. He likes to fight. He, if you give him time, he will pick you apart. Lomachenko needs to take away that time and be constantly pressing him. Make... Make Haney fight when he doesn't want to fight. That's how you can beat Haney. And that's how Lomachenko can beat Haney because if he sits back and tries to box, Devin Haney is one of the guys I think is just as talented as Lomachenko, but just as smart as Lomachenko. And I said this a couple of years ago, and some people still don't agree with me, but we're going to see this. I predicted a couple of years ago that Devin Haney had the capabilities, the talent, the smarts, the inside, outside the ring um, smarts, to run that division long-term. I still believe that. 
Yeah, this is an interesting matchup because uh, I think you hit it on the head. These are two intelligent guys, and I think to the average uh, viewer, it's probably going to be a boring fight. Um, and that doesn't mean it's a bad fight. I, I just think to someone that doesn't is not used to watching boxing and, and any sort of combat sports and understands what's going on in there, they're going to say this sucks. This is there's not a lot of going on. But in reality, yeah. it's probably one of the most intense chess matches that we're going to see in the ring all year uh, between these two guys. Um, this is definitely a right? legacy fight for Lomachenko. Right? He's ten years older than Devin Haney. He's uh, I would it's it's comfortable to say that he's on the other side of his career at this point, I think. I think um, so too. Eddie Hearn had some interesting comments about this fight, uh, heading into it, basically saying that he thinks Haney will dominate every round and, and that uh Lomachenko is definitely uh you know at the end of his career, and so there should be no question who's gonna win this thing. I mean, he has his own reasons for saying that since Devin Haney, chances are a free agent after this fight. Yeah. Um I don't know, we can trav. I I I want my heart wants me to say Lomachenko has a good shot, but I just think there's way too much against him in this fight to really make it uh, as competitive as we hope. Uh, but Devin Haney's smart. Uh, I, I'm not, a, as I've made mention on this program many times, I'm not a Devin Haney fan. I just don't like his personality, to be honest. His, his in-ring work, hands down, is marvelous. But I just think he's trying to be somebody he's not outside of the ring, and it just kind of rubs me the wrong way as a fan. Uh, but that being you said, you like to be rubbed too. For him to rub you the wrong way is not good. No, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> that's what he I said. Um, so that being said, but in it, within the ring, he's a technician. I mean, kudos to him. I just think um, his dad starts to get involved a little too much, and we've seen that time and time again with some of these fighters. Uh, we I do disagree. I do disagree, though, with Eddie Hearn. I don't think that Lomachenko is at the end of his career. I think he's at the end of his career at 135. Mm. I think Lomachenko can go down as low as 126 and dominate. And I would love to see him meet the monster in a uh, way at 126, which is kind of a catch weight, right? Wow. But I would love to see that. And I think that I think we've seen the best of Lomachenko. At 135. Yeah. I just think I love this guy because he dared to be great. He cleaned out divisions and was like, you know what? I'm going to keep going up until I can't go up anymore, which is also what Canelo did. Canelo's went up and I think he met his match at 175 at light heavyweight. I think that's the most Canelo can go up. He can't go to cruiserweight. He can't. Light heavyweight is his max, which is phenomenal. He dared to be great. And I love that. That's what I love about Lomachenko. Yeah. He dared to be great. He's fighting these guys that are bigger, faster, stronger, and he was beating most of them. So I think he's done at 135. Yeah. I do not think he's done done. I think he could dominate guys that are closer to his weight, and, and and I think he'll do well still. But he's got Devin Haney in front of him right now, so we'll see. Yeah, he's quietly – Lomachenko's quietly gone 3-0 and ever since losing belts uh, yep. to, to Teofimo Lopez. So it should be interesting. It's Like I said, it's a tactician's game here. It's a chess match between these two. Devin Haney is definitely the cream of the crop of that weight class and, and it definitely has runway in front of him to continue to be so. So we will see. This is a steep test, and it's a legacy fight. This is important for the resume. This is important for Devin Haney, too, to make a statement. If he takes down his elder statesman, you know, somebody that has been – the guy that says a lot going forward and who's next tricks. then uh we it's can travel uh, just real briefly and, and don't give away your prediction but you mentioned how lomachenko can win this thing give us the quick 60 seconds how does devin haney win this fight with lomachenko 
Devin Haney has to be smart. Do not get into a slugfest with him. Do not make this a rough and tough fight because while Devin Haney accused Lomachenko of being a dirty fighter, Lomachenko is not a dirty fighter. He is not. He's a clean fighter. He is, but he's very smart. He's the Matrix. They call him the Matrix for a reason. So, Devin Haney, keep this fight on the outside. Turn the guy, move, counterpunch, get out. Do not stand in front of Lomachenko. He will pick you apart. He could possibly even stop you because he actually does have power. So do not stand in front of Lomachenko. If you stand in front of Lomachenko and you turn this into a dogfight, you turn this into an ego fest, you lose. But I don't think Devin Haney will do that because he's smart. He knows better. So he has to stay on the outside. Listen, he fought Cambosis, who comes forward, pressures, and he boxed and moved for 12 rounds. Devin Haney is always in phenomenal shape. The guy does work really hard. Right. He's very intelligent. Stay on the outside. Turn the guy. Get off the ropes. Your back's touching the ropes. You're going to lose the fight. That's what yeah. he's got to do. Yeah, you made an interesting comment, and then we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, there was an encounter with them leading into, I guess, I, I think it might have been the press conference or something like that. They're both in the same walkway, and Devin Haney is – you know, calling out Lomachenko to his face, calling him a dirty fighter. I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself, are we just trying to create heat for this thing? Are we just trying, like, yeah. where's your mental state to to pick him apart for some weird stuff when when everyone knows that's not Lomachenko's game? Uh, is this really interesting back and forth? It's almost like it was almost trying to sell this thing a little bit more to the fan base or at least to himself uh, and get that heat riled up. Yeah. So I don't know what we can try. I didn't like that. I think I was just kind of, low brow uh if you want to call it that yeah uh, it, you you never know the reasons for that either like maybe haney's trying to pull some bs get in his head who knows because lomachenko is one of the most humble hardworking guys out there he's not dirty he's a very good boxer and he fights fair and he wins fair so devin haney was off the cuff saying that he was out of line for sure which tells me that Maybe he's trying to pull a new wrinkle in his whole trash talking and then try to say something so completely outrageous that even Lomachenko, you could see his face. He was like, huh? Then he was like, what fight are you talking about? When did I ever do that? Because I think even Lomachenko was like, that's weird. Like, do I do that? Like he was even thinking about it. And then he was just like, what fight are you talking about? And I don't think Devin Haney could even say, he said, Comey, but that was BS. And then you add the extra wrinkle of the language barrier too. It's like, this isn't exactly. this makes no sense. Uh, yeah. anyways, we can travel. So that is this weekend, May 20th, uh, from Las Vegas, ESPN plus pay-per-view. Keep that in mind, folks, uh, here in the US in the UK, Sky Sports, Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko, uh, this Saturday for the undisputed lightweight titles. Interesting matchup. Let's shift gears real quick because I don't think this has gotten a lot of love. It's the same day, but it's earlier in the day we can travel. Another undisputed title fight this time with the ladies but we're talking one katie taylor taking on chantel cameron for cameron's super lightweight titles there in ireland is where this fight katie taylor's home country uh that's going to be on the zone same day may 20th i think u.s start time is going to be something like 2 p.m something along those lines we can travel i tell you what Pretty interesting, pretty intriguing matchup. I know it's not Amanda Serrano like everyone wanted, but uh, this is pretty interesting, right? It is. It's pretty cool because this is also Katie Taylor's first fight back since the Serrano fight, right? She took a little time off, I think. Hmm. Um, so it, it's kind of cool to see her back in the ring, uh, see her t- to see if she can capitalize off of that heat and that fight of the year. Based on our ratings, we gave it a fight of the year, man. It was and I, I agree with it. Her and Amanda Serrano was fight of the year. I'm not saying just for women or men. It was a fight of the year candidate for sure. So yep. 
I like it. And she gets to fight in her home country. Uh, I know that I'm pretty sure that the the original opponent had fallen off, fallen off, and they almost lost that that reservation to fight it there. And I think uh, Conor McGregor even stepped in. I thought I heard and secured that date. Eddie Hearn is also part of this because I think they're promoting it. So that's pretty cool to see that she gets to fight in her home country, and I don't think she ever has. So I think that she's earned that right, and I think it just goes to show you that women's boxing is not going anywhere. This isn't like the WNBA. Women's boxing is growing. I think clearly it's growing. Be money. Hey. Hey now, don't don't <laughs> don't don't attack uh, my ladies over there in the WNBA. Um, <laughs> I stole your attack. Wow, gosh! Uh, but this is interesting weekend, Trav, because wouldn't it be something if Katie Taylor wins this, and now she's walking away with a ton of hardware, literally two weight classes of hardware. Yep, undisputed in both. That would be quite quite awesome for a guy or a girl. It doesn't matter who you are. That's pretty a pretty fun. tremendous feat to be uh, an undisputed champ in two different weight divisions at the same time. That's really what's on the on the line for her because her belts aren't on the line. Nope, <laughs> I not mean, the ones that she had with Serrano. Yeah, correct, right. correct. So that this this is a pretty intriguing matchup. It's going to be a a, a, a nice uh, gambling weekend, I think, for some pugilist fans uh, as you go from that and then into the Haney Lomachenko fight. So just a lot of action going on this Saturday weekend. Trav, we're pretty pumped for it. Um, uh, you know want to just toss it to you though because i know we've been kind of back and forth we've been on zoom calls we've been doing this we haven't been in studio for a while the summertime's weird you just got back from las vegas I which is just, crazy yeah i want to toss it to you just open floor i won't call it final thoughts but talk to us buddy you you just got back in town from vegas i had a really cool trip to vegas and i as a boxing fan that i claim to be Roly Ramiro was at the Cosmopolitan fighting while I was out there. And I didn't even think to go. Okay. We had plans already. I'm going to open up here and tell everybody I went to a Rod Stewart concert. Woo. He's 78 years old and he put on a phenomenal performance. It was pretty cool. To be fair, it was cool. My mom liked Rod Stewart. I didn't really listen to Rod Stewart, but I knew his big songs because my mom used to play it all the time. But I would like to briefly touch on something else okay. while I was out there because I am a boxing fan. Friday, uh, we got out there super late. Saturday, I golfed in the morning. I shot a 92, by the way, from the tips at the Revere. From the tips, a 92. But and then we went to the Rod Stewart concert. Sunday, I decided that I wanted to go do some amateur boxing matches. The finals uh-huh. of a national title boxing invitational was going on. I was like, you know what? Amateur boxing is where it's at. We're getting into that with our, our USA Boxing Sanctioned Gym, TH Boxing, me and B-Money. B-Money's assistant coach, uh, certified USA Boxing coach. Um, so we're getting into it. I wanted to go see what the talent was out there. B-Money. I'll be brief about it, but it's all over the place now. But I was at the fights that got canceled because some adults decided to be children and fist fight, and they canceled the whole event. Costing parents, parents have been out there. It was a three-day tournament. Yeah. I was there on Sunday for the finals. One fight happened. It was like 55 pounders. That fight started. It ended. They did not start another fight. They came over the intercoms, canceled the whole event. And I think that is horrendous. I think that the parents involved that started this. And then not only the parents that started it being money, it wasn't just one set of people. A ton of people. It ended up being a big melee. And a ton of people got involved. And this is the immaturity level of all of this. And this is why, 
let's not get political, but this is why we need police officers. This is why we need security guards. This is why we need more funding for these people because there wasn't enough there. Okay. And it sucks because I'm a huge fan of title boxing and title boxing was just the sponsor. They didn't put the vent on, but it does look bad on them. And I actually was there speaking with a title boxing representative. So I think it sucks, and I would love to have um, Title Boxing on here to talk about it briefly, about how amateur boxing and the health of amateur boxing, because funny enough, before that even happened, I was actually chatting with uh, uh, the Title Boxer, Doug is his name. I was actually chatting with him about my, I had a brief bad experience for my for my uh, boxing matches for Emilio. I told him what one of the USA boxing representatives did. I won't go into detail here, but it was very, very just power trippy like and it was not that these guys are not there for the fighters and i was just telling him i go we need more former fighters to fill these positions in the professional boxing level and the amateur boxing level because a lot of these people don't know what these fighters are going through because they've never done it they're literally in a position uh because they wanted to get it because nobody else wanted it and they use their power to use it in a negative way and i think that's what's happening all around because you're seeing USA boxing sanctioned events that um, are not very well handled or not very well organized. Uh, you have a lot of people that are commissioning these and promoting these that, that have no idea what it takes to actually box, let alone put on an event. And I think we're seeing that this event by all the comments that I'm seeing, cause I was not out there for the other two days. Roy Jones jr. Was out there by the way on the second day. Um, so I'm not seeing, I didn't know what happened in the previous days, but from everything I've read, they said it was horribly ran. Mm. They said that they oversold it. They said there were so many people there that they didn't plan for. We have to do better for our kids. There were 10-year-olds. B-Money, when I left, I watched this 10-year-old kid, headgear on, gloves on, suited up. And when they came over the intercom, they said it was canceled. I was sitting right in front of him. He looked up, looked at his eye. He was crushed. He turned around, hit his gloves together, and walked off and was like, he was dejected. He worked his ass off to get there. Yeah. This was a why, national tournament. Why is this becoming and he won common, the first two days? Why is this becoming commonplace in a lot of these sports? Uh, we can travel. Wasn't there uh, not the same kind of problem? Wasn't there a problem with the Florida Gold Gloves as well uh, a few weeks ago, as, where they had to scrap? Or I don't know if it's Florida, or, but it's something going on in the Southeast where they had to like DQ all these matchups again and try to rerun them the following week. It's kind of crazy to me. Like, yeah. And- I don't know that tr- that story all the way through yet, yeah. but you're right. There's a lot of stuff going on, and this is, but this is also a testament to how popular boxing is right now. Okay, if it wasn't popular, you wouldn't be hearing about this stuff, right? It would just be, it would be brushed under the rug because it's not popular. Yeah. it's popular, but he, 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 we he, as 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 boxing aficionados, boxing enthusiasts, we have a duty to help grow this sport and to help maintain this sport. And right now, I don't think we're maintaining it very well. Yeah. I mean, top to bottom. I mean, the first thing we talked about on this podcast was a problem with professional yeah. boxing. And yeah. now we're talking about on the amateur ranks. The fortunate thing is we've talked about youth sports a lot on this show and this program, and you see stuff like this amongst all youth sports programs, parents making it about themselves. You get fights yeah. in the stands of, you know, basketball yeah. tournaments and, and football things. And I've seen it all too. I've been firsthand to see a lot of this drama and, it will ultimately who's the one that's paying the price the kids the kids the athletes yep. the kids you know because yep. in a lot of cases refs of all, of all these sports and stuff like that 
either they're volunteers or they're not getting paid enough to buy lunch. I mean, it's, they're there because they love the yeah. sport. And I'd imagine there's some similarities with that, with, with the boxing side. But then, like you mentioned, you interject the people running it and doing whatever else. And it's just, I don't know. There's just a sleaziness about a lot of this stuff and I don't like it. And and you get the same thing on a lot of youth sports as well. I don't know if the answer we can travel is to, you know, get former professionals into the mix as well, because there's problems that can present themselves with that. Uh, I don't know what the fix is, to be honest with you. This this might just be us getting on the soapbox, but I don't have, I don't have a solution. It just sucks. It sucks for all those athletes that couldn't finish. Um, and, And then also for the parents that weren't involved in this stuff, the amount of money that was poured yeah. into this weekend for the travel, oh, all of it, all of it, tough, tough stuff. And and we got to do better. Boxing's got to do better. If yeah. anything, we need to set the example for the other sports. We got to do better. We do. And you're, you're exactly right. And no, I, so I do think that more boxing people do need to be more involved because it's a lot of these people that never box in their entire lives that are putting on these shows and and even in the athletic commission you know a lot of judges and referees brandon never fought in their lives right and they're judging professional boxing matches and they're refereeing professional boxing matches so yes i do think former pro or former even if you just competed amateur you know the sport enough. You competed amateur. I'm cool with that even. At least that you competed and know it to a certain level. I think we need more of those people. And and listen, I'm not knocking the volunteers. So let's get that right. There's a lot of good volunteers, okay? When I was coming up, there was a lot of people that never boxed in their lives that made my life a lot easier in Missouri, part of our LBC, which is called the Local Boxing Commission. Every single state has them. I had a lot of people that never, ever touched a glove in their life, but loved the sport and loved what it did. And they did phenomenal jobs because they were there for the kids and for the betterment of boxing. I'm seeing a lot of volunteers now that are there for the betterment of themselves. It's like they have this, it's almost like those guys that were bullied in school and then they go on to be police officers or somebody in power and they abuse that power because they were abused. I'm seeing that in boxing. Yeah. I had there was like I couldn't even I, I can't even tell you on the air what I went through with a USA boxing official on those fights a couple weeks ago. It was so childish and immature. And I all I did was I was super cool with it. I just walked away and I'm just shaking my head as I'm walking away. Like in a real serious conversation about something that needed to be done for one of the fighters, this guy. Close to 50 years old, looks at me be money and says, on a serious issue that I just asked him to help me with, he looked at me and said, your shoe's untied. I'm like, I literally was shocked. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll, I'll tie my shoe, but can you help me with what I just asked you about? And then he walks off. But I'm like, who does that? It's just a power trip. And I hate that because I'm there for the fighter. My fighter's starving. Wants to eat, trying to weigh in. This guy's pulling a power trip. We have too many people pulling power trips. Okay. Yep. Let's do it for the athletes. Any sport, be money. Your coach as Every well. Every sport. Let's Even. start remembering why we're there. We're not there for our own gain. We're done with that. We're there for the betterment of the sport, the betterment of these athletes. And we have to show them and be better examples for them because we are representatives now of yep. our sport. We are the holders of these sports. We have to do better. Man. I think that that feels like a good wrap up and a good 100%. final comment from Weekend Trav there. 
We got. I've been be drinking. I've been drinking my bourbon, Dale, and I, I probably that. don't need a second glass. Or we will go on our rant. <laughs> oh yeah, we could easily do that. We used to do that all the time back two years ago. Um, We're getting better. We're getting the weekend draft. This wraps up episode one twenty three. Waning with Travis Hartman because this is the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor of said boxing gym where Weekend Trav currently is in the podcast room, the TH Boxing Podcast Facility shot on a Sunday or Monday, yet today is actually Wednesday and it's supposed to drop on Wednesday at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but we got it mixed up. We'll probably drop it about 7.15, which funny yeah. enough. Maybe. It's exactly 7.15. Yeah, right? probably won't drop then either, <laughs> but it's going to drop on a Wednesday. We'll get you out there. In? In the world. The world. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that part. We'll be better, folks. But summertime's weird for us here at the show. Anyways, episode 123. We appreciate you joining us. If you have yet to subscribe, please do so below at YouTube. If you're following us on Rumble, if you're listening to us on any of the apps, whether it's iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, I don't know all of them, but we're on basically all of them. Find us, Wayne and Travis Hartman, even tell Alexa, hey, Alexa. I didn't listen, but Alexa can play us too. Um, it does. It does. It's because it's cool. always listening, always listening, oh, always watching. That oh, over there is Weekend Trav. That there is B Money, aka producer, aka the man that makes this podcast go round and round and round. God bless. God bless. <laughs>